All right, everybody. Welcome to the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center podcast, episode number 12. My name is Ben Parker, and I am your host. I'm here, as always, with the lovely Sarah Julian. Hi, everybody. And uh, and we're here to talk about uh, what's coming up uh, in our uh, next episode here. So what's what's happening? Well, first of all, Greetings to you. Greetings to you. Good to see you in the office. Yeah. I've actually made it back in. <laughs> I know. I'm halfway functioning. <laughs> um, well, we've got a couple of exciting events coming up on the PD calendar. First one is on June 6th, which is just around the corner. We have uh, a couple of ladies coming in from Georgia to talk to us about how they used um, competency-based learning and how they um, implemented that into their personalized lo- learning program in a school district there in Georgia. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Sounds so that like should a really be, great, great, great yeah. session. So they're going to talk about, uh, I think we're going to have some people maybe here from Odyssey Wear as well. Oh, that's cool. So that'll be an interesting event. And also on June 27th, it's the next episode of our uh, superintendent's advisory council meeting. And uh, so that is also on our upcoming events page on our website. You can register for both of those. They're both free. They're both going to have some lunch provided. Um, and I think part of the superintendent's advisory council, we're, we're having a little bit extra for that day, right? Yeah. So I think uh, Mr. Dave Cash will be back with us talking about personalized learning in your school district, which should be really fun. If you didn't get to come to our first session, it was well attended. We had over 60 people. Yeah, so. it was fantastic. It was, yeah, it was wonderful, and it was great conversation. So we're going to try to do that again because awesome. we know some people couldn't be here. And then we're also going to talk about, out of our last Superintendent's Advisory Council, we talked about setting up just a message board online for, for, our, members. for our members so they could kind of just chat with one another about different topics. Awesome. So we've been setting that up, and we'll have that ready before the meeting. And fantastic. You'll be getting an email about that, but then we'll also talk about how you use it, where it's at, all yep. that fun stuff. So, so that's going to be an action-packed info-packed day yes. for everybody. So if you didn't get to come to the last um, event where we talked about personalized learning with old Dave, definitely come to this one. It was super exciting. People left just so excited about, about personalized learning and what it could do for their students. Um, so please come to that if you can. Again, you can register on our website, opsrc.net. Um, at the top on the menu bar, there's a four schools, and underneath that is upcoming events. Right, and you should be able to register too on momentumschools.org. Oh, I want to be able to, yeah. to plug that, but we did release. Uh, <laughs> we haven't really talked about it on since uh, since uh, <clears throat> we haven't had a podcast episode to talk about it. But um, we we launched a website, momentumschools.org, Looks and it's basically fantastic, oh, by the you. way. And it's basically just a guide to how you could do competency-based education in your district or personalized learning, yep. as most people know it. And so um, people get into arguments over the terms, yes. but whatever. <laughs> but uh, there's some information about what we're doing and how you could work with us. And then if you just want to explore, there's a lot of great things there, reading lists. and Free resources. Free resources. Free. Yeah, for you to do that at your school or in your classroom. Yeah. And so we want to make that available to you. So go, go check that out and, and all of our personalized learning events should be listed there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're excited about that. So, yeah. it's a pretty cool deal. So. It is. It is. Um, so, what what else is happening? This seems like a, I well, mean, it's summer. There's no summer, school, but I it feels know. like it's busier you than know, normal. The thing, though, it's summer, and I know everybody wants to, you know, get away for a little bit. I know some of you are already thinking about, you know, summertime professional development and all sorts of stuff. But don't forget your 
social media at your school. If you're an administrator and you manage accounts for your school, this is prime time for engaging with parents and giving them resources they could use over the summer with their kiddos to help keep them reading and, and learning. So use your social media outlets to do those sorts of things. Don't, don't uh, neglect those over the summer, um, the summer months. Uh, make sure that you're posting stuff periodically and regularly so that you keep um, your audience engaged and your community engaged. Um, so that's my little soapbox moment. Get to talk about some social media. I like it. It's good advice. I mean, I don't want to don't want to lose engagement and, and followers and exactly. uh, over the summer. Exactly. Just you know how we feel like kids kind of summer slide. Summer slide. You know, we don't want to do that with our parents that, either. So that's what my uh, news newsletter piece is about. This. Oh month. yes, terrific. Mine is about. <laughs> Uh, it's a tech guide for teachers it's for the awesome. summer. So, oh, thank you. Yes. So, just trying to find some helpful advice for for our teachers yep. out there. So, mm-hmm. um, so okay, lots of cool stuff happening. Uh, this podcast we actually set down. Is are there any other events we should cover? Uh, nothing. Before I move of. on, okay. I think we're good. So, on this podcast episode, I got to sit down with Molly Helm, and Molly Helm has her own. Love Molly. She's wonderful. She's done work with us here at the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center. She has her own consulting company called Purple Inc. And uh, she works with schools, too. She's she's terrific. And she has done some work with schools and DonorsChoose.org. And so mm-hmm. um, we used to have a matching grant on DonorsChoose.org. Yeah. Ran um, out fast. Ran out fast. <laughs> a lot of people use it. Yep. And, but she works with DonorsChoose.org and does training with schools and does some different things and has been involved with some with a lot of different projects. So she came on to talk about how to get your project on DonorsChoose.org and then how to promote it once you have it on yes. there. Um, and just kind of the steps you need to take to really be successful there and, and to fund your projects yeah. and to help your classroom out. So um, <clears throat> she's wonderful. She's from a family of educators. She knows that educators are under-resourced, but um, oh, she yes. really feels like this is a great resource it for is. teachers to yeah, get more. Absolutely. And, and it absolutely is. I agree with her. So it is easy to use, so easy to promote. Yeah, and it's really <laughs> easy to sign up, and she talks about it. So one of the things that we talked about is she's willing to come and do training, or one of us from OPSRC will come do training on how you could use this. So if you yep. want training for your teachers, hit us up. We'll come yep. talk to them about donorschoose.org. Yep. And then um, the other thing that we talked about is, you know, it's promoting your project. And so if you'd create a donorschoose.org project, we'll share it on our social channels here Heck at the yeah. Resource Center. So, you know, if your teacher has a has a project up, let us know. Shoot it our way. We'll share it on Twitter. We'll share it on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Like, we want to let people know what your, what your schools are up to. And Absolutely. we want to help any way we can. Yep. So um, I think that... Uh, think that kind of covers that does so anyway this was a great conversation i yes. really enjoyed sitting down talking with molly helm i'm glad the podcast is back we've kind of been yeah. on hiatus with spring and All everybody's of, so yes. busy so um be ramping up here in, in the next few weeks so but but we're ready to get get going so we're back baby we're back baby <laughs> so all right guys uh, here is episode number 12 with molly helm thanks for listening bye
everybody. Welcome to the Oklahoma Public School Resource Center podcast. Uh, my name is Ben Parker. I'm your host, and I have with me today the lovely Molly Helm from Purple Ink. And Molly had, does a lot of different things for a lot of different people, <laughs> uh, but she's helped us with some stuff here at Oklahoma Public School Resource Center, and she's worked with some schools. And so, Molly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Good. So the reason we asked Molly to come on was we wanted to, we've been talking about the roles of different things in, in education and in schools. And so we wanted to talk about the role of fundraising in education. We live in a state, we just are having some fun legislative issues now. And, and we all know educa- uh, education funding is, is not great. And so unfortunately, we have to find other ways to fill the gap. And so one of the ways that Molly has helped is working with uh, uh, some schools on Donors Choose, with Donors Choose, right? Yes. DonorsChoose.org is, it's one of my very favorite things. And I do, I feel terrible that teachers need it, but it seems like whether we're talking pre-K or high school, everybody in public schools has something they wish they had for their classroom. And DonorsChoose.org is a wonderful way, and it's, it's really pretty easy uh, to so, to get some help. So let's talk. So donors choose. If you haven't, if you don't know about it, go to the website. You can pause right here. Donorschoose.org, right? Yes. Okay. So people go there, and then so what is what is donors choose? Is it how does this work? If if I'm well, I can. It, if you are completely new to the process, it's crowdfunding, but it is what it is. So it, like Kickstarter. Yes, only designed only for public schools. And Perfect. so, so they, it's, it's set up so, and I'll tell you from two perspectives. As a donor, if I want to help the public schools, I can go on and I can choose who I want to help. I can choose by school district. I can choose by teacher. I can choose by yoga mat or literacy or topic or whatever. So it's nationwide and it's, it's an easy way to support teachers. If I'm a teacher and I only public school teachers can participate in this, but I can post a project of what I need, and I have a wide gamut of things. It's basically, can be everything from tissues to books to art supplies to pretty much you name it, but I can put exactly what I want out there, and then it's it's just an opportunity to hook, to connect people who want to help teachers, and teachers can ask for what they want. Right, so I'm, I'm looking up Donors Choose right now, and I see a thing about foreign language and uh, helping students learn the German language at their school and get that that program started. And I see a thing for needing some iPads in a classroom. So there's a wide variety of... You know, I think you would be hard-pressed to find something not on there. Because I've I, the, the way I found out about this, Ben, a friend of mine from Tulsa uh, gave me a $100 gift card. And he said, hey, I, I know you are on the school board. I know you like education. You've got to check this out. And there's, it's kind of a long story, but I shared this with a teacher at a school that I knew. And I said, I know you have some needs. And he wouldn't put a project up. And I said, I'll even match it. And he still wouldn't put a project up. So I got in because I wanted to figure out how hard can this be? And I said, I'll come help you put the project up. Well, I've come from a family of educators. My mother is an educator. My father's an educator. My sister's an educator. So I and under- you're an Enid school board member. I was an was Enid, Enid school board. Yeah, I served for right. almost eight years. Right. Uh, I have a heart for people who are in the classroom, and I understand how much money they spend out of their own pockets. So I got on, and and you can literally search by basketball. Like if you want to help a basketball coach, or if you want 
to buy copies of Fahrenheit 451. So you can do it that way if you just want to find out who in the United States is asking for a classroom set of Fahrenheit 451. There's almost always somebody asking for something random. So this, I mean, administrators who are already mired in just a million things have to be hearing this and going, there's got to be a catch to this, some sort of... So what have they done? Like, do we have anything to just represent maybe the body of work? What have they done so far for schools? So Okay, so donors choose. Like I said, it's nationwide. And it's, I mean, they have raised over half a billion dollars. 500, it's, it's $542 million and some change for classrooms. Wow. Is that, I mean, that's that, incredible. With, with a B. With I mean, half B. a that's, billion that's dollars. Incredible. So so you think, wow, that's really cool over the United States. But what have they done for Oklahoma? So we checked that out. And one of the things that's great about donorschoose.org, I work with nonprofits a lot. And they are so transparent. You can look on their website. They'll show you their impact. They'll show you their financials, everything. But they have raised $11.6 million for Oklahoma. That's great. And the numbers, I've heard different ones. I have several contacts that donors choose. But the typical number is that 60% of the dollars come from outside of the district. So in other words, donors from Pick a City America go, oh, I'd like to help Enid. And, you know, we had Whoopi Goldberg who donated to one of our third grade classes. That's really cool. That's re- And I also know Stephen Colbert. Oh. Uh, he, he, uh, he, he shared like a mat- or funded a lot of projects on there, too. He's on the board. Oh, and wow. I, I can't remember which state it is. I should have looked that up. Um, well, first I'll tell you one of my very favorite funding stories. So I, I, I pay attention kind of what's going on. And there's one state that consistently ranks lower than Oklahoma, Mississippi. And so it was several years ago at Christmas time, and somebody anonymously went on and funded every single project that was posted for the state of Mississippi. And I'm looking wow. at that, and I'm thinking, those teachers must feel so loved. Those children must be so happy. And all those teachers who didn't have projects up must feel like, oh, geez, I just missed Santa Claus. Yeah. And so that was really what got me inspired to, what if the fairy godmother showed up in Oklahoma? And at, at, at certain points, Oklahoma doesn't have very many projects posted, although I would say in the last couple of years, especially with Oklahoma City Public School Foundation getting behind this, the numbers have just shot up. Well, I'm, I'm looking at this, you know, uh, so some of the stats you shared with me, we just talked about $542 million total raise, only $11.6 million in Oklahoma. Now I say only $11.6 million. That is a lot, <laughs> That's of money. a lot of money. But when you look at the the whole of the pie, I mean, we are taking advantage of it, but not to the degree that we could, right? Right. And, and, and Ben, I'm not a teacher. I understand, I, although, you know, I volunteer in classrooms, I spend time, so I understand how hard it is to be an educator. I understand... What the administrators are dealing with right now, it's 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 overwhelming. But as a donor, when I look at at this donors choosing, I love it because it's it's easy. I can donate any time, day or night. They take credit cards. I can give five dollars for a project, or if I had a bunch of money, I could go in and I could fund a whole bunch of projects. And you can give gift cards for people. It's really, really a great thing. And so for schools, and so I just, I worked in a small school, so uh, this is one of my <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories. Um, you know, Mr. Cash, who is at Chickasha now, superintendent, uh, anytime a program or a school would come up with an idea, he would say, hey, that sounds great. 
get to selling some candy bars, right? Like, oh gosh, uh, right. Yeah, let's right. Fu- let's fundraise because mm-hmm. we we don't have money, and and I'm for it, but you got to find a way to pay for it. And what and and I coached, and so one of the things that I found was I would go to a sponsor, and they've already given for football and baseball right. and every you know. And now they we want them to give for basketball, and oh, they also gave for X Y Z and yeah, everything. Yeah, else. just right. all these things, and so. We tend to tax a lot of the same people in our community over and over, over and over. You know, we're, we're hitting them. And and I will say this about Oklahoma, especially in these dire times, we have some wonderful people in our communities who have really picked up the ball and helped play Absolutely. a role. Absolutely. But what I love about Donors Choose, I think you really made a good point, is that you're going to have people who aren't in your community who are going to be able to give. So you're, you're tapping a whole new set of people um, yes. who are looking on that site who want to help? Who want to help? Who want to help? help? And so, so I would say a couple things. You know, if I were the administrator, going, oh, geez, another thing to do, or what's the catch? Is there work involved? Yes. I mean, is this? Is this? You know, is this a? Okay, so I want to stop here. I don't want to interrupt your thought, but I want okay. to stop here. So let's. Can we dive? Just can we deep dive? So um, let's say I'm a teacher. I need to get some Chromebooks in my classroom because my kids just don't have any technology. Right. How do I start? What do I do? Okay, well, what I would tell you first, I would say, Ben, log on to DonorsChoose.org and pretend you're a donor. So don't even think about your kids. Don't even think about your classroom. Go on and pretend you've got $50 and that you want to support a project. Explore it for 15 minutes. I mean, just spend enough time to understand what you're looking at. And if you know you want Chromebooks, you can literally search by Chromebook. So look and see who else wants Chromebooks and read about their projects, get ideas. And these, you know, people, I, I know teachers, I've done a lot of training with groups and teachers say, oh, I'm not a grant writer. I'm a football coach. Coach, you don't have to be a grant writer. You have to be able to answer the question, what do my kids need? What are they going to do with it? Why is this important to them? I mean, it's easy, short questions. And what I always tell people is pretend you're having coffee with somebody. What would you say? So, so first though, go on and look. Read, and that way you won't be so overwhelmed. So check it out yourself. Even go into the point and say, you know, I I encourage people be a donor, even if it's five bucks. Go in so you understand what it's like from the other side. So after you've explored just a little bit, then now the one thing with technology, and I love this because you're the IT guy, so you'll appreciate this. I usually tell teachers don't start with technology because school districts love this, but I have seen multiple problems where people have gotten all fired up, posted for iPads, and then the IT department says, we can't support those. Or we don't have the money to buy the licensing for what you need right. for that. So always run it by your IT department or your superintendent before you go for technology. You need Absolutely. to make sure that that's something that everybody's behind. And, and you know, I, as a former school board member, I certainly understand the importance of processes and procedures. But really, this is set up for schools. And so if, if, you know, depending on how your district works, make sure your principal knows what you're doing. Because I've seen cases, too, where people think they need technology, but they don't realize the bond issue had that covered and they're going to be getting them. So if technology is the only thing you need, run the traps on so that wh- So what you're saying to me, just like anything else in life, it's super helpful if we communicate before we start doing something. Absolutely. And, you know, and I've seen teachers before who we get to this part in the conversation and they say, well, I'm not doing it. 
And so then I say, well, then don't complain that you don't have what you need because it's really, I mean, I promise this isn't that difficult. And I, and here's where working in a school district, I can sympathize all too well because if you are a teacher and you are just running around like mad and life is so busy, you have kids of your own maybe. Absolutely. Or whatever. And, 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 and so now I've got to get in this process where I got to go through people. Here's what I will say. And, and I've been on both sides of this. Um, if you're trying to figure out whether you can do this, take your IT department a can of Mountain Dew and a box of donuts. I love it, yes. Yeah, or, or you know, same thing for your super. I, I've done this to get attention of people, and I've been the guy who somebody's got my attention. It works. Um, and people want to help people. people they really help, do. Yes. But what I would say is, and this is, this is actually what I tell teachers when I do trainings, is the first thing you want to do is you want to make a list of things you want for your classroom. And I call it a wish, want, need list. So sit down with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine or whatever inspires you to think big and make a list of what you need, what you absolutely positively need. Then make a, wish, a list of what you want, the next level up, and then pretend somebody were going to give you $20,000. What would you like to have for your classroom? Because what I find is sometimes teachers are so accustomed to being told no, they don't even think very big anymore because they, they know there's no money available. That's so sad, isn't it? It is. It's, it's heartbreaking to me. And, and what I would tell the teachers also is there are people who want to help you. There are people who want to fund. And if you go to the DonorsChoose.org website, and there's if you scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a button that talks about partnerships or communities. And if you click on that and look at all the different companies that support... So I'm looking at this right now. Chevron, Google... A PNC Sonic, which and, is an Oklahoma and, company. And and I bet you nearly everybody listening has at some point been a patron of Sonic. And Cliff Hudson and his wife, he's the owner of Sonic, they personally went in and funded every Oklahoma City public school project uh, within the last six months oh, because wow. they support this so much. Now, Sonic Nationwide is a huge partner of DonorsChoose.org. So Lime Age for Learning, that that is a Sonic which is a program I'm a fan of. Can we just sell Limeades, right? Right. Well, yeah, I'm a fan of Limeades, I'm a fan of learning, and I'm a fan Let's of donors too. And so so here, you know, getting back to what would we tell teachers, um, is there a catch? Not really. The, the, the only catch is you have to invest a little bit of time in it. So I'm investing in sort of an elevator pitch. Right. Right. Now, I can go deeper, make a video, get in depth. No, right? no, you can't, you can't, you can't? do a video. Okay. No, because they don't, I mean, they appreciate overachievers, but put your energy in the classroom. I mean, that is terrific. It's, See, it is that's terrific. good for people to know. It is. And, and I'll give you an example, and I don't know if you're a shopper or not. I'm not really a shopper. If, I, if it's online, then yes. Okay. Well, so... <laughs> Let's use that as an example. If you're shopping for black pants online, there are several ways you can do that. You can decide, I want black pants, I want pockets, and that's all I need. And this is the size. And you can get black pants in 30 seconds if you kind of know what you're looking for. Or you can shop for black pants for six hours. You know what I mean? There's lots. And, and so. Not me because I'm ADD, but. But I know what you mean. I know people do. So, yes. so where, where I'm going with this, the hang-up that teachers sometimes have is they didn't make their want, their need, and their wish lists. So then they get on and they're like, oh, there's so I much for? I could do. Yeah. So, so make your list. Decide. And then narrow it down. And so you were a coach. What did you coach? I coached basketball. Okay. So 
pretend you had $400 to spend for your basketball team. What would you need? <laughs> for more basketballs, probably. Okay, no, yeah. and don't laugh yeah. because this is how simple it is. So, so you need basketballs, and let's just keep it real narrow. Let's just get basketballs. So you're going to go in. So now you're going to... Now you're going to go in and you're going to log in as a teacher. And it's pretty easy. There's a button up at the top that says, um, I'm already far enough in, but basically there's a button that, that says, are you a public school teacher in need of funding? Start your first project. It's all yep. the way at the top. Yeah, at the very top there's a bar. Start your first project. Yes. I see that. Now the first thing I'm going to tell you is if you get in a bind, their help is awesome. Call also, them. I, I can't, if I can interrupt you real yes. quick, if you just go to donorschooseorg slash teachers, there's Perfect. a start page there for teachers. And so that's easy too. Yeah. And and what I would suggest, I mean, you know, get a little fam- familiar with the site, but then they're going to handhold you through it. They're going to ask you, so tell us about your kids. And um, I know in education that plagiarism is frowned upon. Copying is a big no-no in school. In donors choose, we call this benchmarking. And there's nothing wrong with looking at what another teacher did. And I probably wouldn't take it word for word, but take his ideas or take her ideas because this is for the good of kids. And so if you're a word person, have a ball. Write it, do it. But if you're somebody who this is not your thing, you know, you're the physics teacher and writing is not what you want to do, then go and see what other physics teachers have asked for and kind of follow their lead. So let me ask you this, uh, lighten the load. Can I collaborate with other teachers and, and group fundraise for like a grade level? Like there's three kindergarten classrooms. We all want to fundraise together. What, what I would do in that case is one teacher can put in one project. And so you can, and it's, it's, it's really simple that way. Now, what you can do is get together. And if you and I are both kindergarten teachers, we can say, okay, so what do we need? Why don't you ask for this? And I'll ask for this. Um, and, and, do it that way. But really, you don't get extra points for having two teachers on a project. It's, it's set up where you have, you have your account and I have my account. But I could, if we had four teachers working on it, we could all work together on writing it and Absolutely. each put in the same thing and just now we all have a project we helped... I didn't have to do everything myself. And, right. You and can absolutely do that. And it is designed by a teacher for teachers. And so Charles Best, who founded the company, he was a teacher in the Bronx. And his story is online. And, I mean, it just gives me goosebumps when I watch the video. I mean, this started, this half a billion dollars into classrooms started because a teacher did some extra work to get some funding for his classrooms. I think it involved apple dumplings or something. <laughs> I'm for that project. I, I don't even you know, know what? what it's about, but I'm in. But you're you're in. You'll find that. Yeah. And, I mean, I literally think what he said is that, hey, if you'll donate to this, then my mom will make you apple dumplings. And so, I mean, obviously, $542 million later, we're not making apple dumplings. But you get a tax receipt for but your why donation. Why aren't we? Oh, <laughs> we so, should ask. So my question, I guess, is I'm a teacher. I've made my project. Now what? Well, and, you know, that's a great question because... It's up there. I mean, you know, in I would say the first time conservatively allow an hour. If you know exactly what you want, allow an hour. Now, I work with several teachers who post regularly. They can get a project up in under five minutes. So, so if you know what you want, and it's, if you've ever shopped online, you can do this. because. And if you haven't shopped online, find a friend at your school who can help you because it's that easy. And this, the statistic right now is that 62% of all projects that are posted get funded. Now, 
It used to be higher than that, and I'll tell you why it's not anymore, is the average project price is $622. If you put a project up for $350, it's about a 90% chance it's going to get funded. So put your project up and then share it on social media or send little notes home with your kids. And I'm going to tell you, I mean, I love chocolate, but I'm so tired of buying candy bars. I'd really rather donate where I know all the money can go to the project. And this is the other awesome thing about DonorsChoose.org. It is a nonprofit. And when you go in um, as a donor to make the donation, you get the option. I want 100% of my donation to go to the classroom project. Or you can select that a percentage of your donation goes to support DonorsChoose.org. Of course, I understand overhead. I understand that they have to pay their employees. They have like 82 employees that work behind the scenes on all this. That's all. The rest of it's done through volunteers. So they're super, super lean. Oh, that's really cool. And so I can, so once I post a project, I need to promote it myself too. So I can can wait for a complete stranger to to fund it. And that happens. All the time. That happens all the time. But are are projects more successful when I'm promoting it in multiple areas, multiple avenues? Absolutely. So back to your communication piece. And DonorsChoose.org makes it really easy. After you've posted your project, it pops up a couple little buttons where you say, do you want to share this on your Facebook page? Do you want to tweet this out? Here's an email link that you can share with people. Now, most teachers I know did not sign in, sign up to be teachers so they could fundraise. But, and most of them would raise their hands and say, I am not a fundraiser. But when you send this link out, it doesn't feel like you're fundraising the same way as if you show up at someone's doorstep selling something. Because people can choose, you know, if they, if they like you, if they're parents of the kids in your classroom or if they're alumna of your school or whatever, it's very easy for them to go in and literally they can give a dollar or they can go in and fund the whole project. That's really cool. That's really cool. And so I would, yeah, I would assume it's kind of so as a nerd and tech guy, <laughs> web person, um, you know, they always talk about how to get your website to convert. It's what they, it's something that you see them, they want people, you know, one of the big things is when people visit your website, you want them to do something, take an exactly, action. Exactly, that you want action. And so, you know, I would assume your your classroom is going to see more action, your project, if you're putting it on Facebook and Twitter. Absolutely. And not to an annoying degree, but but to No, to use good judgment. It. Yeah. Right. And ask your parents to share and right. ask community members to please. You would be surprised um, how much a difference it makes if you put please retweet or please share this post at the Just end. Just ask. Just right. ask people to share, and you'll be surprised at how many people. I mean, because I mean, the truth is, I think a lot of people have a heart for education and also just for philanthropy in, in general. Yes. And, and I, you know, when you see uh, kids who need something for the classroom, it's not hard to hit that share button. It's not hard for me to hit that button and just donate. Right. Right. Um, you know, and so, especially if I can do it online with a card and, and Oh, you can easy. do it on your phone while you're waiting in line someplace. I don't it's, have to buy cookies or posters or I can just give It's calorie free. Yeah. You will not get fat. You don't have to sweat. I mean, you know, there's no, you know, like the walkathons or things. You I mean, this is easy. Easy to do. Now, the other thing, so back to this, if a teacher is saying, oh, gosh, it's just another thing I have to do, let me also present another reason why it's good to do it. I mean, this sounds a little bit platitude but do it for your children because there are people in Oklahoma who want to help. There are people who are, there are a lot of us who are just heart sick to see 
what the state of education is. And it's not that the teachers aren't great. It's not that schools aren't working hard. It's that there are needs that people have that aren't being filled. So donors choose kind of fills in the gap here. And so take the time to learn this tool because you will get results. And then remember, fundraising isn't personal. If your first project doesn't get funded, put another one up. Because I've had a few teachers who said, well, this is never going to work because I didn't get my first project funded. Well, I mean, what would you do if your kid didn't learn something the first time? You would tell them to try again. And so it really is, and I, I'm trying to remember, I think in Oklahoma right now we've got 1,410 schools who have participated as of May, whatever today is. Um, and so there are a lot of schools in Oklahoma who haven't participated. But if you look at this, you see there's probably someone in your district who has done this before. And find out. Get a little help from them. And when I think about one of the clients I work for is McLaughlin Family Foundation. They're out of Oklahoma City. They gave $75,000. Well, this year they gave $100,000 all for Donors Choose matches. This is a family who supports education. This is a family that wants to make a difference. And so if you're, if you're a teacher and you're sitting at your computer thinking, oh, another thing for me to do, think about the foundations, think about the corporations, think about the individuals who want to give money to you and are searching for projects in They're Oklahoma. They're searching. They're searching. And, and I'll go back to this $100 gift card I got. The end of that story is this coach wouldn't put a project up. I offered to help him. So you know Speaking what? Speaking as a former coach, that sounds like a coach. <laughs> and, and, and I love coaches. I, I mean, and uh, this, I'm just giving them well, one more time. And, yeah. but, 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 and, you know, the, the happy ending to this story was I said, well, I said, you know, if, and, and you know, I'm not, I travel a lot with my job, but I said, you tell me when I can come help you post this and I will do it with you because I can't do it for him. It has to be a public school teacher. Well, he didn't do it. But what I did was before the card expired, I went on and I just Googled basketball inner city. So what I did was I chose a basketball team in Ohio and they got new basketballs with this gift card I had. But I was so annoyed that we didn't have project in a project in Oklahoma that I could support with this, I sort of made it my mission to like, okay, how are we going to get more Oklahoma teachers involved in this? And it's, it's, it's free money. I mean, you have to put a little time into it as a teacher, but it works. Right. And, and I, I love your point. If you, if you, maybe you're listening to this, you go, this is great. I tried this. It didn't work. Um, try, try to start smaller. Try to be more proactive with how you communicated it. Uh, try to find those key people in your social network who aren't from your small town right. um, or from your community or from your neighborhood and try to get it shared out outside of your, your group of friends and, and, and keep trying and keep pushing because there's, I mean, you're going to get one funded if you, if you, you if you keep you, at it. You will. And, and, you know, I've, I, I mean, I just promise, you know, and now, you know, let's, let's go way big here. There are some schools, I think one, I think it's in California and clearly it's, they've been doing this for a long time, but the AP, one of the AP science classes in this school in California got a hundred thousand dollar project funded to send all their AP kids to Costa Rica. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know this to be true, but my educated guess is that the parents said, don't you dare make us do car washes and mattress sales <laughs> and trash. Let's post it and then we will contribute and we will help get right. this funded. But that's how they funded a field trip. Now, you can't do that out of the gate. You have to have a few successful small ones before the system will let you go that big. But when I say the sky's the limit, I mean the sky's the limit. 
And so, so, you know, make your list. What do you need? What do you want? What do you wish for? Now, the one thing that I always tell teachers is you are asking on behalf of your classroom and your school. So if you transfer districts or if you transfer schools, the stuff stays with the school. And I've had teachers say, but I wrote the grant. It's my stuff. As the donor, I'm going to say, I love you that you did that. But I donated the money for that classroom for those kids. And so what I tell teachers is if you want to own those reading rugs, buy them with your own money. Because if they're being paid for with donor dollars and you didn't pay taxes on them, they're not really yours. And, and here's one thing I would, uh, I'm a story guy. Um, I used to do production. And, and so one of the questions we always asked when we made something was, what are the stakes? Oh, good question. Why, why do I care? Um, and I think it's important um, when you're putting your pitch together on something like this to tell people what the stakes are. and Because and they're typically high. It might just be a reading rug. But this is your way to actually get kids on their level with a group of kids where they feel comfortable reading. Maybe yes. they're behind. You know, uh, tell people why it matters. You know, get people to the heart of the issue. Um, because really, honestly, you can throw out all the facts and figures you want, but if you hit people um, in the gut with a with an emotion, like I want to tell you how this affects a kid's lives, that tends to have a bigger impact. Absolutely. And, and Ben, they drive the questions from that angle. And, and this is not a federal grant. This is not a state grant. So you bring up a very good point. Know your audience. So a few tips that I always give teachers is tell a compelling story. Um, if you're sitting across from me having coffee, tell me how the kids are going to feel when they have this. Tell me how the high school AP chemistry class is going to be able to explore deeper and get better skills by having this. Don't give me a bunch of statistics. And I'm going to be absolutely truthful here. I don't even read the whole thing before I put money in. I mean, if, if it's a compelling um, why, I mean, if I'm giving $50 and I like the teacher and I like the school, it's really more about that. And I'm not an exception because I work with a lot of givers. So I promise you, teacher, as you're sitting here going, oh, can I do this? Yes, you can do this. And you are going to spend more time on your words than I'm going to spend reading them. So do a good job. Answer the questions, but don't sweat it. The important thing is to put something up there and, and hit them in the gut a little yeah, bit. Tell us yeah. why. And, and please don't I mean, we all know Oklahoma's underfunded, so don't lead with my poor, poor children, and don't use a bunch of jargon, and please skip the acronyms, because we don't know what you're talking about. I mean, just speak to us in regular words and tell us why this particular supply. In fact, one of the most popular requests with, like, the third grade teachers that I work with, those wiggly stools. Yeah. And yep. at first I thought, why in the world do they want these? And now two of the classrooms have complete sets of wiggly stools, and the children are so much happier. And so if you're thinking, oh, I want wiggly stools for my classroom, don't start from scratch. Go out and look up wiggly stools and, you know, find out how they, how they got them funded. It's so funny. I mean, uh, you know, at Chickasha, they're doing some personalized learning in their lower grades. And one of the things you ask kids about how they like it, they love it. Mm -hmm. it's a, but one of the things they love the most is that a lot of those classrooms have made really comfortable learning spaces and they yes. like that they took the legs off the tables and they set lower the ground and they sit on pillows instead on chairs and they think that that's just the greatest thing 
in the world and they're comfortable and uh, you know when a child and you know what it's like when you're contented and happy and, oh, and well, you yeah, learn better yeah you just you're engaged and so uh, you know and it's it's good to let people know that why that why that matters you know and so okay so you may be listening to this going I would like to do this with my whole school or I I need help in training um, so at OPSRC we'd love to help. Um, Molly has actually done some of this. I, I know I've done I've done a lot of this. You're yes. super busy, and I don't want to to tax you too much. But it's an option. Okay, so I, if you want to talk to Molly about how you can do this in your school district, um, just hit me with an email ben.parker at opsrc.net, or you can call me four zero five six five one nine two one five, and I will try to connect you. And we'll try to do our best to get you some training and get your teachers in a spot so that you can start doing some things like this in your school because. Uh, we all know uh, in uncertain uh, financial times for, for schools and in, in our state, um, there are some things we can do to help fill the gap. And, and this is one of those things. And it's such a wonderful program. And, um, and and all it takes is a little bit of time. And I know we don't have a lot of it, but it's a worthwhile investment. It, it You know what? It is. It's an investment. And, you know, I can give you a couple quick snapshots. Um, Oklahoma City Public Schools, I don't think they've quite hit it, but they've almost hit a million dollars in the last 18 months of funding for their classrooms. Phenomenal. And there's lots of matching and community support. But because of that work, I think Oklahoma is more aware of it. And foundations like the McLaughlin Family Foundation and in as much, and a lot of these are behind this match idea. So that's a big example. Then from a medium-sized district, or I guess Enid's sort of a large district, um, in, in the first year that we put these together, I think the number was almost $60,000 in funding for classrooms. And then in Wacomus, uh, no, not Wacomas, in Hennessy, uh, within just a few days of getting projects posted, they raised $11,000 for their classrooms. And there was a match going on. We timed it really well. We were kind of lucky. But, but you can do this. And if your district isn't ready to do it, do it yourself. And I'll tell you, the coolest thing in the whole world is to be in a classroom when the box of stuff arrives and the children get to open it. And I didn't even tell you one of my favorite parts is the children have to write thank you notes. That's oh, part that's of the cool. process. That's cool. Because you know what? It, you know, it teaches gratitude. It teaches responsibility. It's a good learning exercise. And so then the donors, if you give more than $50, you get this packet of thank you notes from the kids. That's and great. it all runs through donors, too, so they're not actually mailing them to your house. Right. It, it funnels through. And the children's last names aren't on them. They're very safety conscious. But it's, it's just a warm, fuzzy investment that works. That's great. That's great. No, I looked, I, even as we were talking, I, I looked on there. I found a project from Dewey, Oklahoma. I was actually going to complete their their uh, goal, and before I could even get to the process, oh. it had been completed. So, um, so I mean, there are projects out there being funded right now. Um, so make sure you get out and, and you, you check it out. I love your advice. Go, go see it through the eyes of just somebody who's looking to Absolutely. give. Absolutely. Uh, get organized. Make that list. Share it out once you get it created, and then uh, and be ready to say thanks and, and to look to do it again. Start thinking on a bigger scale. And so uh, if you want help with that, we stand ready to help. I'm Molly stands Excellent. ready to help. Absolutely. So, uh, we'd love to be a, a resource to you. So um, hopefully this podcast has opened some eyes and given you some resources. And if you've got questions, as always, you can hit us up. Thanks again, Molly, for joining us. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you for letting me talk about one of my yeah. very favorite philanthropies. Glad I was able to get you on the podcast. So, um, so all right. Thanks, guys.